Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Power Half Hour Unstoppable Business Owner and I'm your host Dorothy Odell for this evening. Tonight's sponsor of our show is Camaraderie Rescue Mission. We are still out there um, finding funds for our programs and uh, we did have a 24-hour live stream event for them for Heroes Badges, all Heroes Badges and Warriors to fund our programs with Commodity Rescue Mission, but we still have a long way to go, folks. Uh, with 44 veterans dying by suicide per day, we need those funds now more than ever. We, uh, you know, every dollar counts. So if you could please go to tinyurl.com backslash hope for vets to donate. Like I said, every dollar counts and we would greatly appreciate it. As well, uh, you know, my new book, The Over Overcomer Playbook, we've all been stuck in life at one point or another, you know, going from the sidelines. And if you want to get back into the game of life, this is your book to definitely do that. So definitely go to uh, Amazon and get your copy today. With that, I am super excited to bring to the stage Mr. Dan Schinder. Hello, Dan. How are you? I am well. How are you, Dorothy? I am very well, very well. It's been nice getting to talk with you again backstage for a little bit before coming on the show. I love talking to you. Thank you. Um, Same here. Thanks. I've been very much looking forward to this. Yes, me too. So for those of our guests that have no idea who you are, let's share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, Okay, so... I'm the founder and CEO and executive producer of an online media company in the music industry called Drum Talk TV. We celebrate 10 years, the first week of January. I cannot believe I'm saying that. In our first year, we surpassed everybody in our space by on with online engagement, reach, and driving traffic. So that would be all the other media companies covering the world of drumming. And in that seventh month, when I when that was pointed out to me, we surpassed them by 900% combined. I started a marketing training company to teach others how to do what I did with my own strategies because I didn't pay for advertising. I didn't boost posts. It was all organic and really just not paying attention to the herd mentality. I hope you don't hear my dog barking and um, <laughs> really just, just crushing it with some uncommon sense and trying stuff out and leveraging what worked and getting better and better and better at it. And I can't believe that's been 10 years. So I have both those companies are full-time careers. We're also an agency um, on the marketing company side uh, that provides this service. So the media company is called Drum Talk TV. We reach about 10 million people a week online. Um, I, I, I should be used to that, but those numbers are like, wow, how do we do that again? <laughs> um, yeah, really. How do you do that again? <laughs> crazy. And, and like, what, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> and then the marketing training company is called Advanced Social Marketing. And I have a series of courses and sometimes a workshop pops up one here and there. And that, that series is called Social Media on Steroids. And it's at different levels, but it's not just social media. It's really content marketing. And I teach it so that it works on any social platform, email marketing, podcasting, blogging, vlogging, and even marketing you would do right on the website itself. And I just have a blast doing that. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm married. Um, I've, I've almost worn that institution out. I'm a veteran of the marriage institution. Um, 
I'm not going beyond this marriage, though. I've I have found what I was always looking for. I'm very great friends with two of my ex-wives. I have children with both of them. My wife has kids. We have 11 grown kids and a blended family of 11 grown kids, 19 grandkids. And now we have a Maine Coon cat and two giant puppies. And, and I mean, they look like full grown dogs, but they're puppies. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. That's basically what I do and who I am. I love that. And we were saying, you know, if, if it's not fun, we're not going to do it. And I fun. absolutely agree with you right. on that for sure. Uh, and, and when you said 11 kids and 19 grandkids, I was just like, wow. Like, I can't imagine. It's we, like a I have horror one... movie. No, I'm right? <laughs> you should do your own documentary. <laughs> I probably will sometime. How to get by with and then fill in the blank. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and can, okay, so how many of those 11 kids are were female? Are female? Six. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's a lot of estrogen in that. A lot. Oh, and these are grown women. These are, let's see, the youngest is 30. What year is this? She'll be 35. Okay, so she's 34, and the oldest is 45. Wow. So they're, they've gone through some stuff, and they've got some more stuff to go through. And, you know, all not all the women have had kids half of them have so we've got some of the 19 grandkids come from them some come from the sons lots of fun lots of fun i don't come from a big family so this is different i have one sibling a younger sister and that's it so this has been a blast that that would be totally something i'm with you i have one brother um and my husband has three sisters so i like i can't imagine growing up with a house of, of three sisters let alone mm -hmm. The one brother was enough, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that we talked about that. But <laughs> yeah. my sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, right now in this moment, he's with somebody. But if that oh. happens. Well, I mean, just to commiserate about. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> And yeah, that would be awesome. So, one million view, uh, ten million viewers. You said per episode. That's amazing. Like it's, that's it's actually like 10, 10 million. We reach ten million people a week. So reach, with okay. multiple posts and multiple types of content, there's about ten million people a week seeing whatever amount of our silly stuff that we put out there. So that right. could be uh, interviews that I do. It could be event coverage, which we haven't done since January of 2020. We will get back to that in the new year. Um, we do documentaries and we repost stuff over and over and over. We've got like eight documentaries we've done. We have four original series and we curate content from our fans from over 100 countries and we report industry news. So that variety of stuff, different people are, you know, not everybody sees everything um, just like regular television. But yeah, we, all of that stuff reaches about 10 million people a week without paying for ads, without boosting posts. It's all organic. That's insane. You guys need to get into his course because, I mean, seriously, we're all trying to, um, what's the proper word? We're all trying to get over the algorithm of everything and yeah. in, in all social media platforms, right? Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's what I've been able to crack, that code of, all these paintings that happen every year and every year 
there's someone advertising something, pay for this, pay for that, saying you'll never reach the same amount of people. This change happened. You'll never see get the same viewers views on your videos. This change happened. I've been able to figure out my way, our way around all these changes every year for 10 years. And there's always a way. I don't know if you know this, but drummers are super hyper intelligent. And that's how I've been able, not really, but that, <laughs> but it, it, like I said, I used uncommon sense and just trying stuff out and not paying attention to what everyone else is doing, because that's, I think, the biggest mistake most people are doing in marketing and on social in business is they're doing what everyone else is doing because that's what everyone else is doing. So it must be the right thing to do. And most of it is just flopping and they don't even know it. They don't know what results really are. They don't know what numbers to track, where to track it. Do you track numbers? What do you mean there's numbers? I've heard it all. And it's just a lack of, of not knowing and taking the easy route and doing what everyone else is doing. That's their validation. Right. Absolutely. Well, when you talk about drummers, okay, so I have to admit, I, uh -oh. I've been to several concerts and I took my brother to his very first concert ever, which That's was. Sister. That's funny. I, right. And it was um, oh, the band with Tommy Lee. Oh, Motley Crue. Motley Crue, thank you. Uh, and you know, I thought I thought he was the biggest douchebag in the history of the world because of how he treated Pamela Anderson. Right. But I'm telling you, that man can drum. Yeah. Like honestly, I left there in awe, oh, and wow. I was I was thinking, this has got to be one of the best drum players I've ever had seen up to that point. Anyways, wow, that's and. Awesome. Uh, right. And I'm just like, so I agree with you. Like to, no, no disrespect to any drum player. Um, you, if you could figure that out, like seriously. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> he also is a very good piano player. Is he? Yeah. Which he doesn't, you know, when we think of piano player, we don't think of a Tommy Lee sort of image. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Search on YouTube, Tommy Lee piano, and you'll see him playing in concert, actually a ballad. Hmm. Yeah, I will have to stop that at one point in my in my in my day for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what made you get into drum talk? So, I played professionally for years and years and years, growing up and into adulthood and everything, and then kind of got out of the music industry for a, a very long time. Um, still played for fun most most of those years. And I had a, I, so working backwards, a huge part of Drum Talk TV is video. It's all, it's almost all video. So my interest in video for that, those skills I brought to Drum Talk TV were because I had a, a video production company for 14 years before that. And I did video marketing videos, training videos, human resource videos, product launch videos, and a, a handful of documentaries as well. Oh, company overview videos. So I brought those skills into Drum Talk TV. Those skills came from, believe it or not, having a cooking show on TV. And I fell in love with video through that. So during my video production days towards the end, I came home after living in Australia for a while and working there and then coming home in time to take care of my father before he passed away. And I was living with him. I was his 24-7 caregiver. And when he passed away, I moved back across town in, into our home. And I told my wife, I said, hey, 
don't want to work with big companies anymore. Let me just do your marketing and let me be your guy. So she's an artist and an art therapist and a seamstress. So I was mainly doing all her marketing for her artwork, her art shows. She's also a performer. And after about three months or so, she said, you know, you really should find something that that is really for you. And for the first time in my life, I, I didn't know what that was, which is weird because I always, I was that person that just thought of something and just did it. I don't care if I don't know how to do it. I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out. I'll surround myself with the right people. That's how the cooking show happened. Right. But at this moment, such a life change. I had already lost my mother. Now my dad is gone, my two best friends. And, and I didn't know what to do when she said that. It was kind of like, well, I, I didn't see that coming. No back preparation for that. And I mm -hmm. told her that. And she said, she just blurted out. She said, well, you used to teach drums. Why don't you teach drums? And in that moment, I realized... And Drum Talk TV, we, we're not an education platform, but what happened was I realized, yeah, I used to teach drums. And I could still play and teach. I had a, a three-car garage turned into a studio. And that's where my stuff was. And I knew streaming video. I knew video production. And I'm a trained trainer. I'm a certified NLP trainer. So I thought, that's perfect. I'll get back into music. So I started an online platform called Dan's Drum Clinics. And that is really where I started to really cut my chops on marketing and digital marketing, because I had followers from 64 countries before we ever even published, before I was just me, before I ever published a drum lesson. I knew they didn't matter if I didn't have an audience. But then what happened was I decided, I, I've always liked interviews. I interviewed in the charter yacht industry. I produced live news. Um, and I started interviewing some fellow educators. And one day I was going down to San Diego from Las Vegas to visit my sons. And I had some camera gear stacked by the door. And my wife's like, well, what are you taking that for? I said, oh, I'm going to stop in Temecula and San Diego and interview this guy and that guy. And she asked me to explain, like, what was I talking about? She, her eyes got big and said, that's what you should do. And I said, it's really about the drum lessons. Just, just the extra thing. She said, I'm telling you, you're going to rock it. That's what you should do. I just, yeah, whatever. Came back, showed her those two interviews. And she said the same thing. You really should do this. Really should do this. She showed one of my best friends. And he said the same thing. Long story short, after about four months, Dan's Drum Clinics morphed into Drum Talk TV. I closed Dan's Drum Clinics, opened Drum Talk TV January 7th of 2013. And boom. We just skyrocketed from there with all those chops that I had started to develop. And, and it was in a big way, I have to give her credit, in a big way, it was my wife's idea. Because she's the one that said, interviews, interviews, you got to do the interviews, and you're great at documentaries, and you've done new. And I was kind of like, this isn't what I got into this for. I got into this to teach kids and seniors and people with chat, physical challenges, um, mental challenges, to, to play the drums. This is a but I kind of, I've learned to follow my intuition and she was right. And it's been amazing. It's been a really, truly amazing 10 years of life and business. And it bore, it bore this other business. My marketing company is based on my credibility is really the success, you know, that we produce with Trump Talk TV. So it's, it's been quite a ride. That's awesome. Yeah. Like to talk, and talk about taking your passion and making it into your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I really thought I was way done with music. I, I went from 
being in bands when I was real young to being in some really serious bands and chasing the record deal and touring. I played all up and down Hollywood, uh, Sunset Strip in Hollywood growing up and all over LA. I played the same uh, places as at the same time as Motley Crue, Great White, Dawkins, all, all those bands. And, and then I got tired of being in bands. So I started doing session work and producing other artists. Then I started producing commercials and music for short films. And then I, I just kind of got away from it for about 30, almost 20 years before Drum Talk TV came along. So it was kind of like, you know, I'm back, you know, <laughs> hey, oh, wait, but I don't have hair this time. Great hair. <laughs> the badass drummer's back. We love yeah, it. Yeah. It, was, it was a neat feeling to realize that like, hey, I'm in the music industry again. And sometimes it was, hey, I'm in the music industry again. And then sometimes it was, I'm in the music industry again. <laughs> Because it can be a little aggravating at times, but I'm still here and I'm here because it's been amazing and our our lives wouldn't be what they are without the success of Drum Talk TV. There would have had to be something else really big to enable us to have the kind of life we've been able to have and we've been fortunate to to travel. So the only time my wife works for Drum Talk TV, because she's got two businesses of her own, is... Um, a, a woman who worked with me left. And one of the things that woman did is during event coverage, she was the production manager. So it'd be myself was the main, the executive producer. I did a lot of the interviews, but we'd have three, four, five other crews with a VJ and a camera person that would also be doing interviews at the event. But that person left, um, still good friends. But I asked my wife to do it the first time and because she's very organized um, and she's from the Bronx, so she can raise her voice. <laughs> she's Jewish and from the Bronx, so she can raise her voice. Okay, so she's black, <laughs> Jewish, and from the Bronx. So I'm like on the straight and narrow. Okay, I'm just saying, people, I'm not like stereotyping. It is what it is. But so she's our, our production manager, um, den mother, and babysitter when we cover events. So we've covered events in all over the US, Canada. Japan, Singapore, and we've been able to do those things together. It's been wow. and it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, if you need somebody while you're in Canada, let me know, and I'd be happy to join your crew. Yeah, where are you again? I forgot what city you're in. Uh, Windsor, like oh, right across from Detroit. You're right by Nadia, Dr. Nadia Azar. We talked about that. Right, Dr. Dr. Nadia. Nadia Azar is the professor of kinesiology, who's one of our four original series that we do. It's called Drumming Injury Talk with Dr. Nadia. And it's me and Nadia talking about repetitive motion injuries. So there's a whole health aspect to Drum Talk TV. And and yeah, that's right. When We'll have to get together up there for sure, eh? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> totally. You're yeah. now part of the family. Now that you're on the show, yeah. you're part of the yeah. family. Yeah. The familia. Awesome. So what three things would you say that you uh, have that you've overcome to get to where you're at in business today? Wow, that's such a great and so many, like, I think, first I got to think of what are the 10,000 things and what three should I mention? Because folks, get over yourselves. We're all getting over things to be successful in business. <laughs> right, mm -hmm. Dorothy? I mean, it's... It's a daily thing for me, yeah. yes. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you the number one thing, and this is for everybody, no matter 
what industry you're in, no matter what part of your journey you are, whether you're a business owner, a C-suite manager, or the, the maintenance person or whatever. Um, this was the hardest lesson I learned in business because it almost killed me. You have to learn balance. You have to learn balance or it can kill you no matter how much you love it. You know, when people, I'll put my language filter on, when, when people say that, oh, it's not work if you enjoy it, it, it is. I love what I do and it's work. My wife loves what she, we only do what we do because we love it, but it's work. That platitude has got to go. Put it in the language shredder and forget about it. You, and when you love something and you're on a mission, what do we do? We work harder and we forget about time. There's no time. There's no nine to five. There's no, like when people say, hey, it's Friday, it's Monday. It's all the same to me as long as they end in Y. They're, they're all the same. And it's really taken me a long time to make time on one day, usually Sundays, to not freaking work and sit here and look at something. It's, it's, that's been a hard lesson. And I'll be, I've never said this publicly because I, and I've, so here's the second thing I got over. I was always afraid if I mentioned this, people would be afraid to work with me. But six years ago, um, this April, the night before we were leaving to go to one of my daughter's weddings in Oregon, and we were living here, we had just moved here three months earlier. We, we live in the mountains in Arizona, east of Phoenix. I was under so much pressure to get so much work done before we went. I was finishing the post-production on a documentary, just all, all this stuff. And I crashed right here. I had a series of mini strokes sitting right here at my desk. And that really scared me. Thankfully, my wife was a nurse for 23 years. She knew what was going on, but that was rough. And we still went on the trip because I told her, there's no way you're not taking me to the hospital. There's no way I'm missing Samantha's wedding. And it took some time, but I, I got my act back together. Um, but the biggest thing was balance. And that's when we got the cat that we have now. See, we, we had two cats in Las Vegas. One was really old, one passed away. The other one we couldn't bring with us, so we gave her back to one of the daughters. And so I always was saying, when we moved here, can we get a cat? I want a cat. Let's get a cat. And she was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm still just kind of. So when that happened, she thought, this asshole needs a cat. <laughs> so we, we got Sage. And then about nine months ago, we got a puppy, a baby Shepsky, a German Shepherd Husky. And now three months ago, we got a, a baby Great Dane who's seven months old. And all three of them coexist wonderfully. And most of the time in my office on the floor, right over there on a blanket, all three of them. And it's, it's, it's brought so much joy and balance to me because my office has, I have no windows in here. There's no oh, windows. Wow. It's an interior room. And it's forced me to get off my butt and take breaks and go throw the Frisbee with them, chase them around and, and do all, all of that. And it's brought balance. And the, uh, the other part of balance, I'll get to other two more things if I have time, if it's okay. Um, yep. Gardening keeps me off the news. I love horticulture. And the strange thing about that is that our yard is all concrete. We have a concrete yard. So I do container gardening and build platforms and planters and have a greenhouse. Now I got a greenhouse for my wife for my birthday this year. Um, so gardening keeps me out. So balance, balance, balance. 
and and balance means more than just taking breaks. You got to eat right. You, you really got to take care of yourself. The other thing was to always, and this is natural for me, but to always be learning, no matter how good you are at something. I never imagined Drum Talk TV being as huge as it is. I didn't start it for that. I it ne I I never imagined. And and now we're there. We've been here for a while at the level we are, but I am always learning and I love learning and studying and reading. You know, I've got several business books back here and I still once in a while I got pulling off. There's people I follow online uh, every day. We've got to always be learning. The other thing is this, and I, I didn't learn this, but I learned how different it is for most business owners. Um, I'm naturally like this, I think, maybe not always, but as I got older and more mature. So when I first started Drum Talk TV, um, Lori, the person that left, was our chief digital officer. And she had a great business acumen. She pulled Toshiba out of the red with their online experience and was great with graphics, all this stuff. And here this woman's like second in command with Drum Talk TV. I was thrilled. The company was very new, four months old when I met her. I wasn't four months old. Trump Talk TV was four months old. And so one day she says, you know, I think we need to redo the brand's visual branding. And I said, oh, okay, what's up? And she said, eh, it's the logo and the font and the colors. And you got the industrial kind of palette with the beginning of the video. I said, oh, so like, okay, just tell me what's up. She said, okay, so it's out of date and it looks like a 50-year-old man made it. Well, I... I turned 50 a week before she told me this and I created all that stuff for months earlier. So I said, okay. I said, so I, I know a lot about your background and I'm guessing you probably have the chops to create something for us. And she said, I do. I said, but do you feel, you know, our audience well enough. So it would resonate with most of them or a good portion of them. They're not all the same. And she said, I do. I said, great. So why don't you come up with three or four pallets? And in a couple of weeks, let's pick one together. And her mouth dropped open. And she said, really? And I said, and then I'm confused. And I said, well, isn't that what you want? And she said, yeah. But as a consultant, all my years, I get to this part of the conversation with small business owners. And they say, oh, but the unicorn with the popcorn and the clouds and the rainbow, that's my thing. And this font, that's me. And I knew where she was going, but I stopped her. I said, Lori, Lori, Lori. I said, I get that. But I am never going to buy an effing thing from Drum Talk TV. I don't have to even like it. I want everyone else to like it. So you do your thing and let's make this one. And that actually was a huge, huge spike in the rails of a wonderful working relationship. You And the lesson is you can't be too married to your stuff, your font, your logo. Oh, but I printed a bunch of brochures. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Oh, but it's all over our website. If it's not effective, it's not effective. You can't be married to that stuff. You got to be married to being willing to do what it takes to get the best results. And if the visual branding is part of it, it doesn't matter how much money you already spent, where it already is, who already has it. If you can do better, you got to do better. And we've got to be open to that. So those are two wow. things, right? Uh, balance. Balance. Don't always be learning and don't be married to your, your stuff. Yeah. So there you go. There's three. And okay, so what I wrote down as you were talking is uh, I have this favorite quote, be open to everything and attached to nothing by Dr. Wayne Dyer, that every time I get feel myself going into that freak out mode, that is exactly what I say to myself. Perfect. So yeah. 
and the fact that you trusted your employee enough to give her that thing, that go ahead, you know, to, yeah. to me, not a lot of businesses go to that degree to trusting their staff. And you know, and, I say something about that real quick. Can I interject? Yeah, absolutely. If that's their position, that's on them for not hiring the right people to allow them to do that. We've got to surround ourselves with people who are expert at things that we're not. And that was Lori. That wasn't my area. Like I never branded anything before. I just, well, Dan's drum clinics. I just made this shit, but you know, so but go on. I just think what you just said is so important. Yes. No, I love that. And, and then, you know, I, hopefully somebody catches on to that and really gets that, you know, and like you said, being attached to the fuzzy unicorn with the clouds and everything, that's one thing, but how, how much better could it, could it possibly be? Uh, I'm the first one to say, yes, I made up my graphic and I'm not, the f I don't know anything about anything uh, in that, in that regard. And if somebody was to say, Hey, you know, I think this, this, and this would work better. I'm all for it. Like you guys want, you want to do that? Then, then, then that's great. I'm not attached to anything um, other than my name is spelled correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's so important. It really is. I, I love that you said that. And so um, what three things do you help your clients overcome then? With, um, so I'll, if it's okay, switch that to the marketing company. Sure. That's really what we do. Yeah. One, we, we help them overcome some things they may not quite be aware of. Some are very problem aware and come to us to get better. That's why they're there. But many are problem unaware, and I help them get past the mistakes they don't know they're making in marketing. And a lot of that, again, is herd mentality, doing all these strategies incorrectly just because that's what everyone else is doing. The result is the overcome equals result, right? So the overcome that equals the result is that they reach more people of their target market. They build more trust, credibility, and brand love. Therefore, they drive more traffic and they get more clients. Whether clients or customers means buying um, a, a three-dimensional item or hiring you for a service, booking you for a gig, what, it's all the same. It's a transaction. They're hiring you. They're buying from you. And if, if they're already doing some business, doing all that other stuff wrong, then it stands to be that if they were a hundred or a thousand times more effective at all these other things that would lead to that, they'll write more business. I, I had a new testimonial from a woman who's in my master class and she sent it to me and it, I had to call her and say, is this a typo? Cause it says in digits, I thought, ah, maybe she just added too many zeros or something. She says, after applying what I'm learning from Dan's masterclass in the first 90 days, my reach has increased on Facebook by 19,000 percent. Like I've seen some wacky stuff, but that's the biggest increase in reach I've ever seen by a client or anybody anywhere. Um, and wow. she's in a business related to veterans, uh, strangely enough, as you mentioned <laughs> your, your mission in the front. She helps employers. She teaches employers why it's so important to hire veterans and gets them into that that lane, if you will, where they're, they're going to hire veterans who have this kind of training, this kind of background and all, all these things and breaks the stereotypes and all that stuff. So that's what I help people overcome. The biggest thing is 
getting over the mistakes they don't know they're making. The other thing is also to uh, wash away, evaporate all the myths that they're believing in. The myths that only seniors like me are on Facebook and the kids are only on TikTok and Instagram. That's all a bunch of BS. I have all the data, not just for my channel, but many other clients as well. All ages are everywhere. That doesn't mean that every 19-year-old you know is on Facebook and every 63-year-old is on it, but all ages are everywhere and you have to market that way. And, right. and the other thing is really to show them the strategies that work and, and get them to think outside of only posting what's for sale, what's for sale, what's for sale, download this coupon, come down to the car lot. It's the biggest sale of the year every freaking week. Bring the kids. we got the hot dog guy, the Charlie Jumper, the face paint. You can't just constantly post what's for sale. No one will follow you and then none of it matters. You got to edify. You got to educate. You got to entertain. You got to give value. You got to be helpful. You got to respond to questions. You got to thank people. It's just like being in a room with people. You know, you wouldn't just throw a bunch of flyers in the air and then just walk around the room and not pay attention to people. You got to build relationships and you can do that in the digital world. People who say, oh, I'm not on social media because I'm into real relationships. I have a million point two real, maybe that's an overstatement. I have a million point two followers on Jump Talk TV, but I have met thousands of people. I could, I could travel anywhere and knock on a door of a fan or a client or a friend I've met and, and sleep on their couch in any country you can point to on the globe. And I'm proud of that because that's yeah. the mindset we need to have in this day and age, especially after the pandemic when everyone was locked up and only being able to do business online for the most part. You know, that thing about, um, I'm sure you heard about it, Dorothy, uh, Zoom fatigue. What the, is that some other new Hallmark holiday card the lawnmowers nephews <laughs> teachers day i i was doing zoom for eight years before the pandemic i like what are they talking about zoom fatigue what's the difference between this it's just that someone's not refreshing my water or caught because my wife isn't going to not refreshing my wife my wife yeah please refresh my wife she needs it. or water <laughs> or coffee across while well, sitting across the table this is the same thing we can't just get up and hug each other and, right. But there's no shortage of ways to build relationships through your content marketing and doing this. And I won't do people. I won't do people. I've been talking too much today. I won't do business with people who only want to talk on the phone. Like right. you're not there and I'm not there anymore. If right. they can't do this, they're not in my target market. I love that you said that. I absolutely love it. And the, when you said that, uh, since since all of this and i've been doing my business for the last couple of years i have built more relationships i have pretty much I, my my goal is to have at least one if not more than one friend in every single state and every single province and every single country around the world so that if i want to fly to dublin ireland actually i have alex Hen or uh Hen mr hennessy over there in dublin that i know that i can count on yeah. i know that if i want to go stay in pennsylvania i have tim's zone i know that if you i have the globe arizona come to globe exactly you know and I, I intentionally built those relationships i have now relationships with people that i could drop in at any given time and yeah. and be you know and received the other thing that dispels that whole myth of how superficial some people think this is or whatever 
when the pandemic started, and it's not like we saw our kids all the time because seven live in Vegas. Keep track, folks. Seven live in Vegas, two live in California, two live in Oregon, 11 kids. From those 11 kids so far, we have 19 grandkids. But my wife got this idea shortly after the pandemic. She said, let's have happy hour every other Friday night with the kids on Zoom. And I thought, great. So what we'd started doing was they couldn't all always make it. But the ones that could and some of the grandkids, especially those that are older and, and even some of the younger ones, we'd get on Zoom and it, we got in this whole thing where it was someone's turn to pick a different game or activity each session. And we're like a Star Wars family. We're a Lord of the Rings family. We're a Marvel family. You know, we're into all that. So we would do these trivia games and all of that stuff. I don't have one employee that that lives here in my home. There's one in California, there's two in California, two in Texas, and one that just moved to Denver. And when we do our meetings, we do icebreakers. Okay, Daryl, it's your turn for an icebreaker. Okay, what would be the most horrific flavored jello you could ever imagine? We play these little games to start the meetings and it helps us get to know each other. And, and it's fun. Like I said, don't do it if it's not fun. So this has been amazing. I, I think the experience we can have. You're, you're what about? How far are you from me? Let me think. Probably twenty four hundred miles, maybe. Here, I'll map it. Let's see. About and, that. And look, it feels like we're in the same room. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I am mapping it, by the way. Windsor. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Windsor, Canada. There we go. It is. Um, where is it? Oh, directions. Okay. So it's okay. It's less. It's 1,898 miles. It would take one day and four hours without stopping. And I would need to stop. But the, my point is that it doesn't feel like we're 2000 miles away. Not at all. Not I hope, at all. Can you hear my dog? I can, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> I can turn the gain down on my microphone to sit closer. They're, they're right outside my office for, I don't know what reason. <laughs> because they're like kids. As soon as you're busy, then they have to be in your way. Yeah. As soon as mom cleans the kitchen, everyone wants a snack, right? Yeah, I, I swear. As soon as I, as soon as my husband comes home and I want to have a conversation with my husband, my son's got to be right there. <laughs> but I've outsmarted the kid. I have text messaging for a reason. Your dad knows what you did before you even got home, you little shit. That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anyways, man. that's a whole other thing for a whole episode. Whole podcast series. That's a whole other, you know, I, I could do, I could add another podcast and, and call, and either call it the, the crazy things my kid does or says, or, uh, you know. Uh, the crazy things I'm going to do to them if they do it again. <laughs> Right. Considering I grew up in the age where kids were to be seen and not heard, and I was, we were disciplined all the time. My and I was the oldest. My husband is the baby and the only boy. Mm. Total po po polar opposites, and maybe yeah. it's a good thing we didn't have kids together, because I can see what it would be like. Mm. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, I don't know, I was thinking of adopting, but again, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways, Ian, I just thank you so much for, for joining oh. us tonight. What Ooh. is the best place that people can reach you at? If it's for anything related to business, uh, for marketing, our agency side helping you or taking one of my courses, and if you just have questions, I'll give you two things. The so website is www.advancedsocialmarketing.com. And you can even, folks, reach out to me directly uh, to dan at advancedsocialmarketing.com. And if you reach out to me and simply say, give me my stuff and mention Dorothy that you saw me on this show, I will send you some free tools uh, that you can use that are like cheat sheets for six things to pay attention to every day. And I'll give you the first two modules from my masterclass course to kind of give you a feel for it. I'd be happy to do that. Um, on the Drum Talk TV side, if you're one of those weirdos that likes looking at drummers, um, you can visit drumtalktv.com. However, we have really tons and tons and tons of more content and all our live uh, streamed shows are on facebook.com slash drumtalktv. Subsequently, everything ends up on all our other channels, but it always goes there first. And that's where we broadcast live. Um, I will say this, if you want global exposure, in March, March 11th, I've not announced this. This is the very first place I'm saying it. Wow, March I'm 11th, honored. Yeah, Mar March 11th, we're having a 10-year anniversary show. It's going to be in Phoenix at a theater. Seats about 150 people. But we're going to live stream it on all our channels around the world. And we're in filling sponsor slots modes right now. So if any of you have a business or a product that you sell online, it doesn't have to do anything with drums. Our fans are drummers, musicians, other people in the industry, and music fans. So that means they're all consumers. If you have a healthy beverage, if you have a snack bar, if you have activewear, if you have some sort of service, a small restaurant chain, something like that that you want national or North American or global exposure, we're going to post with all of our sponsors attached to these posts advertising the show between December 1st and March 11th, then that show is going to be cut up into a whole bunch of little pieces and reposted over and over for the rest of the year. And all the sponsors will be attached to all of that. So potentially you could reach millions of people in the next year. And by the way, last year, Drum Talk TV on Facebook alone, for those of you who think Facebook's dead, we reached 120.5 million people that year yeah without spending any money so if you want to ride those coattails and inquire about a sponsor package you can write me at dan at drumtalktv.com and i'll send you some info we'll book a call like this not on the phone we'll book a zoom call and and we'll talk about it and and i'm sure if someone has a product like i mentioned you're a fit and i'm sure there's all kinds of other products that would be great thanks for Absolutely. asking how I can help people can get a hold of me and what I have. And I'd love to help people Absolutely. out that are your followers and in your circle. Absolutely. Yes. And all of that information is in the show notes and I have put it in the comments. So definitely reach out to this amazing man okay. uh, and get your, all your social media questions answered and, uh, you know, get that 1 million following. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I just want to thank our guests for showing up and thank Dan for, for coming on here and giving us your pearls of wisdom. Thank Absolutely you. loved this incredible, um, 
this incredible episode. I know we went over and uh, I want to be cognizant of your time here. So thank you. Thank and you. with that, absolutely. Appreciate with that, folks, be unstoppable in all you do. And we'll see you same time, same channel next week. Thanks for Bye watching. For